It takes more than great code to be a great engineer. Welcome to episode 29 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I am Jameson Dance. And I'm Dave Smith. And we are your hosts. Did you know the plural of host is not hosts, it's actually hosti? Oh, I thought it was hostin'. Hostess. <laughs> Hostesses. That's a thing. Uh, we have a comment from a listener. Do you want to read it, Dave? Yeah, sure. This comes from listener Matt, and uh, he gave us this little comment, actually a story, after listening to episode 24, which was about whether you should be a specialist or a generalist. And he says that at a former employer, a boss once told him that he needed to become more of a specialist so that his boss could defend him to business people. And that what happened was they were coming across some hard times with the company and, you know, cuts cuts were coming. And so he said, quote, he said that if he is facing cutbacks or defending raises or bonuses, he can explain the value of a specialist more easily. This person is my best REST API designer, for example, which is key to our architecture. Or that person represents us with the IETF, <clears throat> which is key to our strategy. Versus, as a generalist, that person is so versatile, I can use them almost anywhere, which to a business person sounds like I could replace them with almost anyone. <laughs> so <laughs> this person is the best cog. Yeah. <laughs> They're the most replaceable. That's their specialty. <laughs> yeah. So that was a very interesting perspective on specialist versus generalist. And I should mention, without saying the name of the company that he worked for, it was a large company, well-known in the software industry. And um, I thought that was really, really interesting perspective. And it, it was once again a reminder of how my limited view, based on my own experience, is just such a small glimpse into the industry. Yeah, I think it's a pretty solid idea to take everything we say with a gigantic, like deer deer lick sized chunk of salt, <laughs> um, knowing that it's yeah it's based on who we are and what we've seen. Yeah, doesn't necessarily apply universally. Hopefully, there are themes you can pull out that apply universally. Uh, also, one one way to do this, if you pick a small enough niche, you can be a specialist in anything. <laughs> so if you just learn the Emacs shortcuts really well, you could be your team's top developer productivity advocate. I am irreplaceable. If yeah, if you're just jumping through hoops. <laughs> uh, Have you seen great. the size of that guy's pinkies? <laughs> That's a little Emacs joke there. <laughs> you could poke through steel with them. <laughs> All right. I think it's time to read our first question. I will do it. Okay. This is from a person named Mark, and they say, Hey, Dave and Jameson, I am offended that they put Dave's name first, I but love I'll it. still read the rest of it anyways. <laughs> I'm going to be starting a new job next week. Can you talk about what are some good and effective ways or approaches you take during the first month at your new job, your first three months there, etc.? Also, maybe share what you've learned in the past, good or bad. Thanks so much. Love the pod. Love uh, the it's pod. Spelled, it's spelled podcast. I love the pod. No way. Love the pod. It was the best. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mark. That, yeah. was, that was a friendly joke. I hope I didn't make you feel bad. No way. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, great question, Mark. And one that is very timely, actually, because I myself will be starting a new job after nearly five years at my existing job in about two weeks. I finally took the age-old soft skills engineering advice, <laughs> which is get a new job. <laughs> Quit your job. <laughs> Quit your get job. A different one. <laughs> you know what? 
I actually quit my job since we started this podcast too. Oh boy, what have we what have we done? I don't know. Uh I think the clear first thing you do is establish dominance. We actually both agreed <laughs> on this. I my my strategy would be play it like a reality TV show, look to the camera, say you're not there to make friends. Um <laughs> The camera is sometimes hard to find, but you'll find it if you look hard enough. I mean, refer to the CEO by their name, by their first name, of course, uh, when, and, and talk about them to other people in casual as, conversation. As if you're best friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you share desk space with people, just slowly like slide your stuff outwards <laughs> until you command a larger amount of real estate. <laughs> All these things signal status, and that's really what you're trying to do. Is yeah, make sure, make, figure out who you think the most dominant engineer is already, and fi- <laughs> figure out a way to remove them, or or humble them. Right? If you, I think, if you can reverse a binary, if you if you can invert a binary tree on the whiteboard faster than they can, <laughs> then by default you are now the most dominant person on the team. Challenge them to a whiteboard off. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, those are terrible ideas, Jameson. Every single <laughs> yeah, <they> one. <laughs> Tell me good ideas. Oh boy, it is it is challenging to start a new job because everything is new, and it's like, uh, it's like gravity goes the opposite direction, you know. Yeah, it's it's a great way to find out. The experience I've had has often been I I, I only discover when I start a new job what things I do because they're genuinely good and what things I do because it's just the way things worked. Mm -hmm. And there's, there is kind of like a, it feels like you uh, miscalculate how many steps are left and like take an extra step and get this weird jerk in your body. It's that same kind of feeling sometimes. (laughs) You mean on the stairs, on the stairs? Well, sometimes it happens to me just normally. (laughs) Like walking to the street. (laughs) (laughs) No, on the stairs. I I caught your metaphor. (laughs) I actually think that job, uh, getting ready for a new job actually start, well, sorry, that was poorly worded. Starting a new job techniques begin before the, your first day on the job. One of the things that I've done is I will try to email or get in touch with your manager or someone on your team and ask about the various technologies that are in use on the team. And before you begin, try to study those technologies. You know, maybe it's like a framework or maybe it's a programming language. And just that way, when you show up, you're not just completely blindsided by all these new technologies. You can at least come in with a little bit of a foundation. But you do have to be careful because, like, for example, the current job that I'm going to, you know, I, they told me some the programming language that they're using. They told me the, the framework they're using. Um, and then I just made some assumptions about build tools. And I emailed the manager today after studying them for a while and said, which build tools are you using? Oh, they're like, oh, we use a homegrown thing for that. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. So I just wasted time studying these two build tools, but you know, so, but do, do take the time. I found that to be really beneficial. That's a cool idea. I like that idea of, of studying up ahead of time, especially if it's different from what you were doing earlier. Mm -hmm. I think the, the main thing that I would want in starting a new job is to find the structure. Um, and, and what I mean by that is there's, there are, when when people work together, there's some kind of organization or hierarchy that springs up. Um, sometimes it's explicit, sometimes it's implicit. You might find out that all deploys go through this one person, and that'll like dramatically affect the way you work. Or 
that all the engineers have opportunities to make product changes whenever they want. And that has other effects too, but just kind of exploring and discovering the, the human structure in the job, mm. not, not to manipulate it or be sneaky or conniving about it at all. But just because I think if you can find those things out, it will, um, it will help you get stuff done, which is yeah. your, your goal. Yeah, totally. Well, I, I think what you're saying is try to identify the process that's, that's going on, even if it's not well documented, you know, like they may say, yeah. we, do, we do scrum, but Jessica over here signs off on all of our builds, you know? And it's like, yep. oh, that's not really part of scrum. That's just something you have to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Find, yeah. Find all the implicit things, I guess. I mean, another, obviously you need to learn the code base and that might be a whole different question. How do you yeah. go about learning a code base? Although not quite a soft skill, so maybe we'll pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> I think sometimes learning a new job is like stepping into a dark room where you can't see anything and you have to like feel with your hands the shape of the room and then you're going to bump into some things with your head and your toes and then you have to come out and like write down the shape of the room on a piece of paper based only on what you felt. Right. Like sometimes you walk into a new organization and you're going to bump into things, right? Like, oh, I didn't know it was done that way here, you know, and and I would say that you can react one of two ways when that happens. When you bump your head into something, you can either like get mad about it and try to change it, which might be the right case in some it might be the right course in some cases. But usually it, for the first little while, it's more you need to spend more time understanding it and trying to map it out in your mind and understand why it's there. I think before you start asking for overhauls <laughs> yeah that's a great point i have a friend who um they're they're fairly senior and they get hired usually into leadership positions but they have this explicit rule that says i'm not going to suggest any changes for a month because it's so tempting to go in see a thing that you don't like and just be missing the context about why it exists. And then you can go on some rants mm -hmm. about why it's not a best practice or they're holding the team back or whatever and just kind of raise a big stink without knowing necessarily th that maybe there's a good reason why that happened. Maybe there's some organizational scar tissue mm -hmm. that this thing prevents from re, uh, this, this thing prevents a disaster from happening that happened mm -hmm. before. Or, like you said, um, there's a lot of context and, think your goal is to learn that context and as a, a new person to the organization there will definitely be things you have new experiences from outside that you can bring in and there probably will be some things you can suggest to change but if you suggest those too early you, you risk um kind of jumping the gun definitely really good point so mark asked explicitly um what do you do the first month the first three months have you ever thought about it in that way where there's kind of a checklist, a, a timeline hmm. where you say the first day I will do X, the first week I will do Y, that kind no. of thing? Or do you no. approach it more casually? Uh, every job I've started has such a different onboarding process or non-process <laughs> that <laughs> I, you just kind of go in on day one and you're like, I have no idea what I'm about to walk into, <laughs> you know? So no, I've never, I've never had a schedule. How about you? I haven't either, but this question made me want one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote one down. I mean, day one, you should get the code running, whatever that means. I mean, if you work mm -hmm. at Facebook, you're not going to have Facebook running on your yeah, laptop. Get, but <laughs> Step one, get Facebook running on your laptop. <laughs> All of it. 
that would be a productive hire if someone <laughs> could do that on their first day. But something that you're going to be working on, there's some way you're going to interact with it and run it to see your changes. Mm -hmm. And and you should have, hopefully you should have that up and running the first day. Yeah. Although at some companies, day one is just fill out all the paperwork and then day two, get on your computer. (laughs) Yeah. The first day you have time to, to do work things. Um, Again, this depends heavily on the company and their deployment style, but I, I think it would be cool to deploy something your first week. Mm-hmm. So whether that means check it into the version control system or actually deploy it live, just mm-hmm. have something. It doesn't even matter if it's tiny or a readme change or whatever, just something that you do that is handed over to other people. Just I think that can kind of break the ice. I know yeah. that when I start, I mentioned this before. I, I worry that I suddenly have forgotten how to do my job and just <laughs> yeah. getting, getting something small out of the way first helps yeah. me. Um, first of all, learn what all the processes are for getting that done. But second of all, just prove like, Oh yeah, I can do this. I, yeah, I can, I can move this button. That's fine. It'll, it'll help you shed some of the imposter syndrome that is probably inevitable with starting a new job mm-hmm. because you really are an imposter, right? Like you, <laughs> yeah. you don't know anything. <laughs> And then at the end of the month, I have sneakily format all the source code to your liking. <laughs> uh, that's where my checklist ends, though. I wish it was better. I really like the idea of engaging in the deployment process as soon as possible. Now, we should talk about that. Like for a web company, that's going to probably mean starting the process to get something into production. For a shrink wrap software company, it could mean just getting your code through QA and ready, you know, on the train for the next release, even though it's not going to go on the next release. And I think that's really important because that will force you to engage with the process and it will make, it will give you firsthand experience of actually moving through the system. And I don't know about you, Jameson, but when I read about processes, it's like, Oh yeah, I think I could do that. But then when you actually follow the process, it's like 10 times more um, like, more retention knowledge wise. Yeah, for sure. So I love that. One more thing I would say is I liked your metaphor, Dave, about exploring a dark room. I'm going to add to the metaphor that if you had someone to guide you through that room, it would be a lot easier to avoid the giant spiky pits. Every company has like crazy, every successful company has crazy, <laughs> incomprehensible things that just look horrible and stupid from the outside. And they're usually because of like legacy reasons and, and someone that can help, they don't necessarily need to be a mentor, but someone that, that you can ask questions to kind of a partner that you feel mm-hmm. comfortable approaching and, and getting the lay of the land from can really help speed that up instead of you yeah. just bumping into things by yourself. Totally. So, so you need to find someone you get along with and that is open to answering your questions a little bit. And some places will explicitly set that up for you. Some places you just kind of have to figure it out. Yeah. So questions, you mentioned questions. And I think that's something that you're very likely to have a lot of when you start a new job. And probably one of the most frequently, one of the questions you'll ask the most frequently is jargon. Like I heard this acronym, what does it mean in the context of this company? You know, like, I heard the word peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I think I I know, (laughs) you know, is that actually a sandwich? No, no, that's, that's the name of our build and deploy system. You know, like, that's going to happen a lot. And so one of the techniques I like to use, and I know that other people uh, also use, is um, write down anytime you encounter a word or a term that you don't understand, write it down on a piece of paper or wherever you write things. And then later, 
um, batch them up over the course of like a day or two and then ask people in batches, hey, can you help me define all these jargon terms so that you don't, uh, A, you don't bother people like every five minutes, you know, what does that acronym mean? What does this acronym mean? And, and B, you actually get all the answers to your questions. That's wise advice. It's interesting that I think that I feel like this question, we've repeated things we've said in other contexts. So to some extent, the stuff you do when you start a job is also the stuff you do to be effective at your normal job. True. Um, when you, whether you've started or not, it's, I, I don't know. I just feel like we've talked about the batching questions thing before. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked right. about, that's all I can remember that we've talked about before. <laughs> I swear there were more. Well, I'll maybe, listen maybe to this toppling, episode and <laughs> toppling the alpha engineer. We yeah. About we've definitely <laughs> talked about the whiteboard battles thing before actually. So maybe that's just a thing you do every so often. I mean, <laughs> Just because you're the top, the the alpha dog right now, someone's going to challenge you. So you got to keep those whiteboard <laughs> skills sharp. One of the other things I like to do is be willing to volunteer for things, even if they look scary. Because as a new developer, um, you don't even know what you don't know yet. And sometimes you might be inclined to just kind of fade into the shadows and not draw too much attention to yourself. But I say volunteer for stuff. If, you know, if the team lead is saying, hey, we need someone to work on this, raise your hand. And if, you, if you're not going to be able to do it, then, you know, you could ask, like, hey, do you think I could do this? But go for it. Do things that will stretch you and that might make you feel uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, do it and just see what comes out of it. I think it's a great way to get engaged with the new team. For sure. And my final piece of advice, this is the last thing I have, is when you start a new job, you should probably have the expectation that you're going to need to work more hours than a typical work week for you. Because you're going to be learning so much stuff and trying to come up to speed that I recommend planning to put in a little bit more time than usual. Hmm. Really? Yeah, I think so. Because um, it's just you got a lot to learn and you want to also be productive at the same time. But on the other side of that coin, it's important to manage expectations with your leadership. So they know like, hey, I just want you to know I'm putting in a ton of crazy hours to just get up to speed. But I don't plan on working this way forever, forever, you know, that. That feels dangerous to me because, because I I feel like the kind of organization that notices that you're putting in extra hours and is like, oh, yeah, good work, but not really looking at your, out at your output is is also the kind of organization that's going to expect you to keep doing that. They're going to be like, oh, why aren't, why aren't you working that much? Like, how come you're so lazy now? Yeah, exactly. I don't definitely, know. It just seems, it seems scary. Yeah, and definitely also, I mean anyone that's hired engineers know that they they spin up over time and there are things you can do to be effective right away but but obviously you learn the existing code base more you learn the patterns more you 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 grow so i find it weird that there's this expectation that what i what i understood from your question is be, in order to be productive at the beginning you need to put more time in cuz you're going to be less efficient basically yeah but i don't I don't think you have to be as productive at the, when you first start your job as when you're at your peak performance. I don't know. That, that seems weird. That's definitely true. Um, I mean, I think that nobody is going to expect you to be contributing at the same level in day one as month six, right? I mean, you're definitely yeah. going to get better and faster and more productive. But you also have a crap ton of stuff to learn at the beginning. And so maybe it means you spend time at home studying things. I mean, maybe you're coming up to speed on a new language like we talked about. And yeah. I don't know. That's just kind of how I approach it. I, I I definitely can see the danger, though. Like You might establish a precedent that could be pretty harmful. 
So maybe you do it in secret. Maybe you hide under your desk with your textbooks <laughs> and you study your programming language book. Or, or you just, I, I think you mentioned doing it at home, right? That seems reasonable. Like you just go home and if you're really concerned about um, speeding up but you don't want to um, create weird expectations, then mm-hmm. you just do it where they won't create weird expectations, except maybe with your family. <laughs> it's a different question. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you have anything else to add, Jameson? I don't think so. I think we have answered this question. Question answered. Good luck at your new job, Mark. You too, Dave, by the way. Good luck at your new job. All right. So that's it for today. Jameson, how can people find out more about the show? They can either go to softskills.audio and see past episodes, subscribe, uh, read the glorious copy that Dave and I wrote. They can also follow us on Twitter at soft skills eng that's where we collect our questions from so if you tweeted us or dm to us we will put your questions in the queue Absolutely. Uh, you should probably also follow at dj smith 42 on twitter that's dave's twitter handle yeah definitely follow me jameson feels bad because he has more followers than i do <laughs> i feel great <laughs> it means i'm better than you that's right <laughs> that's what i've been taught uh you can follow me too i guess i'm at jergason j-e-r-g-a-s-o-n thanks for joining us one more week Thank you so much. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.